Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. And a chance for Buffalo to counter with three and some speed. It's Paterka on the right side, sends it to the net, rebound, scores! J.J. Paterka stayed with it and he's tied the game at one. Sabres here with a potential turnover and a breakaway pass sent ahead and it is. Paterka with a shot, scores! He goes straight to the net and J.J. Paterka Picks up his second of the game. Good speed over the line by Middlestad. He'll drop it for Quinn in the slot with a shot. Scores! Quinn with a dart has tied the game at three. Things continue to cough it up in their own zone. Robinson for Tuck with a quick shot. He scores! What a pass by Robinson to Tuck who buries it. And the Sabres have the lead at 4-3. Clawing their way to take the lead. And here's a shot. Scores! Right down the middle. The workhorse from Whitehorse. Dylan Cousins rips it. Out of the corner, Byfield shot stopped by Devin Levi, and fittingly so, he settled into this game as the night wore on and gave his team a chance to come back and win it, and that they do. Well, picking up where we left off just a few minutes ago on the postgame show with Marty, I'm Brian, and we are <laughs> diving in on a 5-3 Buffalo win over L.A. yet again. Uh, does it feel different? You look different than when last we spoke. Before yeah, that, I'm uh, a lot smaller than you right now. I got to move in closer to my camera so I can have the same size too. head. What happened to your hair, buddy? My hair? I just got a little trim. I kept the back long. Look, the All back right. is really long. I got All the right. hockey hair. Right. I just we don't have the, the over. Up, so. I know. I just don't have the overgrown sideburns and like hair over the ears that is like poofing out. Right. The top yeah. is long. The back is long. I'm just a little trim on the side just to look a little younger and get the white out. Like it was starting to get really gray and white on the side because it was long. So noticed. that's getting the white out. But uh, no, you're right. We were uh, we were last in the studio with the crew there at 2 a.m. when we left. And uh, the crew at the uh, early call again. So they're the MVP. The MVP of uh, of the game last night and today is our crew in studio at One Bill's uh, Drive there. The MVPs would be Jeff, Tom, George, Shannon, Addie, Gianna, and normally Tom, but uh, we're sending all our love to him and his family at this point yep. in time. Alicia filling in and amazing job by all last night, especially with, like you say, the quick turnaround. So the Sabres don't have a quick turnaround. Now they sit on this for two days and then they get San Jose on Saturday afternoon. Um I probably shouldn't ask, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because there's no reason to bring negative negativity into the moment here. Um, what would you like to take away from last night's 5-3 win in L.A.? 
Well, I uh, woke up this morning. Um, I was going through X and kind of seeing what was happening. And uh, 36 minutes ago, we got a, a, a nice tweet by Alan Walsh. So let me just bring up what Alan Walsh said last night. Well, this morning about last night. Buffalo forward J.J. Paterka had a game last night. He was unstoppable. It was an unstoppable force every time he stepped on the ice. He scored two goals, added an assist, drew three penalties, and was a plus four. The 22-year-old Ford now has 16 goals on the season. So, um, I know Alan Walsh loves to go on social media and pump the tires of his players, but I want to say this was a... Um, I don't want to call it a statement game, but I think J.J. Paterka... Overall, when you look at the impact he had on the game, it was probably mm. one of his best game in a Sabres uniform. I know that the stats back it up, right? His first multi-goal game, he had the three points, he had the hat trick of drawing penalties, but I really think his impact and, and helping Cousins and Quinn along the way was a significant one in the game. Eight players in the NHL had big offensive nights. Can you name them? Last night? Yes. Okay, well, um, I will. Uh, Nathan McKinnon had an amazing night, so I'll start with Nathan McKinnon. Five points. Five points. Okay, let me see what games were going on last night. No, no, anyway. keeping the same game. Sam Reinhardt? No. Mm, no, he did score, though. Um, I am going to go. Well, okay, so Colorado, did Rantanen and Makar do anything there? See, why does everybody forget Rantanen? This is the whole point of the exercise. I mentioned it like six times to you when you were getting all giddy about McKinnon. And did you know that no forward in the NHL plays more time on ice than Miko Rantanen? And in the last three or four years, the top four scorers in the league are McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Yeah. Give the man some respect already. He's only he's only getting points because he's playing with McKinnon and McCarr. So um, <laughs> going to the Hall of Fame. I was I was hoping for the eye roll that I got because that's like an automatic response often from uh, <laughs> he's only getting points because he's playing with this player. Well, you know what? <laughs> he's um, he, he's yeah. a pretty good player to be able to continue. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to say um, Thomas Tatar. I know had a couple of goals. No, so, no? no. Pew Suter had the hat trick. Pew Suter, yes. Okay. Um, after that, I'm going to say I'm all out of ideas. There were eight players with three points or more last night. Paterka, Quinn, Matthew oh. Kachuk, Puce Suter, Kale McCarr, Carter Verhage, Rantanen, and McKinnon. So uh, I yeah. give the nod to McKinnon last night with his four-goal performance, his hat trick. Second and one it's of one year. of those where it, you laughed in the studio last night when it was like, hey, Colorado's up one nothing, a shorthanded goal by, by McCarr. And then all of a sudden it's 4 nothing, and it's McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon. And the first thing you said was Kucherov gets the hat trick the night before, and Kucherov and McKinnon are kind of going back and forth, who's stop and the, the, the uh, scoring leaders and whatnot. And wow. McKinnon said, hold my beer. Let's see what I can do in this game. And he totally lit it up. And that leads us into an unexpected segment, but one we should foster moving forward, which is way wrong predictions. And allow me to be the first to take the heat for this one. There is no chance, despite us saying that Connor McDavid was going to be in the lead for the Art Ross at the end of January. He is not touching these guys before the end of the year. I will bet on Kucherov and McKinnon all day long to continue this battle with Connor despite his incredible efforts and the Oilers winning 14 in a row, yeah, see McDavid entering the chat. No, and I listen, Connor McDavid right now is sitting 22 points back of McKinnon, 20 points back of Kucherov. If he had closed the gap to 10, 
I would say there's definitely a shot, right? Because that means he would have gotten all these points. I don't think it's on the, look, I'm not saying Connor McDavid is bored with being at the top and having 160 points in a season and whatnot, but I think Connor McDavid has moved on to my team's won 14 in a row and we're going for 15 in a row tonight and we're going to go for 16 in a row Saturday and then, you know, coming back from the break. I think that's where he's moved into. And really, to be honest with you, that's, and I'm not comparing McDavid's lesser production to put the team's success, um, you know, to what the Sabres are doing. But I'm looking at the Sabres now since January 1st, and I'm looking at some of, some of the numbers. They're 6-4 and four in the 10 games in 2024 since the start of the month, uh, which is okay. It's not the, you know, the the best, like, but two out of three, right? We talked about two out of three. If they had won two out of three, they'd be 6-3. Six 6-4 and, three. Six and four is close enough. Uh, maybe they can get hot. But the numbers are showing that offensively, they're just a little bit better. Not, but defensively and goaltending has had a huge impact now in their recent success. That for me, that's kind of like what Don Granado, I think, wanted to see. Now, there's been some off nights, and Anaheim two nights ago was an off night. But overall, the numbers are going the right direction. So we hope that it continues. Well, that's the thing. Edmonton has eliminated the off nights. And I dare yeah. say that other teams, because of their emphasis on McDavid, which is almost moot because he's going to get his points anyway. The fact of the matter is the Oilers are getting way more secondary scoring now from the Fogels of the world and guys like that. So their balance is allowing, they don't have to get four points every night from McDavid no. just to win a game or just to have a chance at the end of a game, right? It's not going to slow him down. He's going to be unbelievable. He'll probably finish third. I just don't see him catching Kucherov and McKinnon at this it's point. It's going to be time. tough to finish third anyway, but yeah, you'll probably finish well, third. Well, sure, because Reinhardt's not slowing down and no. uh, Grantonen's obviously not slowing down. Pretty good player. He's just okay. riding McKinnon's coattails, yeah. so okay, that's well, what's happening. But All of this kind of leads us into Stats Guy Marty. And uh, yes. another, uh, you know, another segment we need animation for, obviously. <laughs> Stats Guy. That's Mike Kelly at NHL Network and Sports Logic. Overworked here as we head into a weekend. Yes. Um, what is the statistical storyline slash takeaway from last night that you want to see kept track of building moving forward here for Buffalo? Okay, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of this, this or that duffer. So I'll give you some information and I'll ask you, is it more team or is it more an individual? And in that sense, I'm going to focus on the goaltending, right? Devin Levi last night, he gives up three goals on six shots and then he goes on to make 35 straight saves. Like he really halfway in the first it's 3-1 you're thinking oh this is going to be a long night like mm -hmm. Levi looks shaky and then two saves on the on the power play Kempe breakaway saves there was there was a bunch of big saves that he was able to make now he did get a little help from Connor Clifton early in the second who probably makes the save of the game it would have been 4-1 Trevor Moore would have gotten an open net Clifton saves it were, were but, you not paying attention it was the save of the game as a sponsored no, element in our post game yeah. report from Dan well, and Razor it's a six save. It's it's not a goalie save, but yes, it was the moment of the game, right? The, the save of the game. Yes, absolutely. But I look at, there was many other saves that Levi made that were important saves. Kempe Breakaway, I mentioned, that was an important save. There was more saves like that that Levi made that were important. So, but Clifton was the key play of the game. But I look at numbers, okay? I look at the whole season 
and since January 1st. Mm-hmm. And why January 1st? Often you, you can pick a date and then it's like kind of, oh, I'll pick that date. I'm just going to look at the, the calendar year, the 2024, and kind of see what the difference is for the whole season and 2024. Boy, you really have it in for L.A. They don't want to look at anything here in 2024. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, but that's their own problem. Yes. And they're calling they're calling out guys not wanting their cookies, not playing as a team game. Goaltending is not good in L.A. right now. But let's put L.A. on the side, okay? This season, the Sabres expected goals for they're 26 in the league and expected goals against are 27. That tells me that you're not creating a lot of offense and you're giving up a lot more defensively than you wanted to, right? And all season, we've been thinking about, well, all off season, it was like, we're going to limit the chances. We're going to limit the chances. Well, you're 27 and expected goals against. That's not good. Um, it, it Just the numbers themselves, you're 26 in goals against, right? So it, it mirrors the numbers. Well, since January 1st, you moved up to, 12 in expected goals against the expected goals for are still 27. You're still not Mm. scoring, but you moved up to 12 in expected goals against. So you're doing something better defensively. And that's all including like five on five penalty kill and everything. That's not just a five on five play. So, okay. You're helping out your goaltenders, right? Because you went from 27 to, to 12 in expected goals against in that, you know, last three and a half, four weeks. Mm -hmm. But then I look at the goalies themselves and I say, okay, are they doing their part to make it even better? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this season, from the start of the season, Uko Pekalukinen is 14th in goal save above expectation. And Levi is 32nd in goal save above expectation per game. Mm -hmm. So 14th for UPL is excellent. And Especially nothing. since he was 35th and 40th at one point this year. And nothing He's moved wrong up. with Levi ranking there in a league that's used almost 80 goaltenders and him getting, you know, like relatively limited minutes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's So fine. he's 32nd and goes above expectation per game. But yeah. from January 1st, UPL is second. The only mm-hmm. be- better goalie than UPL since the calendar year 2024 is Stuart Skinner in Edmonton. Yes. So UPL is second and Levi is sixth mm-hmm. in goal save above expectation per game. So I think that the message that was all summer long saying, if we just play better defensively, we are going to be able to help our goalies. And in that way, the goalies have more confidence and they play better. Mm-hmm. So you went from 27th in expected goals against to 12 now in the new in in this month and your goalies went for went 14 to second and 32nd to six mm-hmm. like so i'm saying like this or that is it your goalies that are helping more or is it your team defense that is making your goalies play that way what's the record again six and four since that uh january 1st this is a tough one um My instinct is to say that the goaltending has been much better. Yeah, yeah, that's my uh, instinct reg- to say Regardless too. of the, you know, the the numbers coming down, the problem is I'm fixated on the other here. The offense? Most of the dissert, exactly. Because I don't know if they can get to the place they want to get to unless they get a similar uptick on the chances created 
like they've reduced the chances against. I just, I, I look at some of the teams they're going to be playing and inevitably some of these games are going to be track meets yep. potentially. And this club needs to keep finishing. And and look, sometimes you're going to catch goalies on tough nights. That's That's why numbers are what they are. That's why they get inflated. I mean, Yes, Buffalo was really great last year, but they, they took advantage of some bad goaltending. That's what you have yeah. to do. And I think they did last night, and I hope that last night is a springboard for belief in shooting and some creativity and things like that, capitalizing on Kings turnovers, which they're... I mean, the Kings are beside themselves right yeah. now as to how they handled that game. And let's not kid ourselves. Most teams are quote machines like the Kings are right now after losing games to teams where Buffalo is in the standings. Yeah. That's, that is a widespread phenomenon. Well, Buffalo sports, lost Anaheim, and what was their quote machine? We were terrible. Ever, Second period was bad. Yeah. We turned yeah, the yeah. puck over. We didn't support one another. We didn't right. forecheck. We didn't. That's what you say after those bad games. But Which is unnecessary, right? Like it's, it, it, to me. Well, there's two sides to that medal. To, to me, there's respect for anybody that's in pro sports. And my goodness, we just watched San Jose rattle off 3-0 and 1, including against some good teams like the New York Rangers. So don't disrespect them. Don't assume that anything's going to happen. Reflect on the actual game itself. Did the That Kings was a play Don Granado quote yesterday, Duffer. Remember, I think it was Mike Harrington says, you just lost to a bad team and the Anaheim Ducks and you guys have been having a hard time against bad teams. And Don goes, well, yeah. I... It's the NHL, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no bad teams. There's, there's, yeah. it's the NHL. It's the best league in the world. So yeah. that any given night, if you don't play your best and LA didn't play their best yesterday and right. they're calling each other out. But I also feel that Sabres still at 37 shots. Yes. Sabres went, yes. Went, yes. but, but again, and by the way, look- at, for all of LA struggles and, and let's reinforce this, they are the worst team in the NHL over the their last 14 games nobody yeah. has fewer wins than LA they somehow through all of that managed yes. to hold top three status defensively in the NHL with the league's number one yeah. penalty kill so Buffalo needs to take a second and go this was good for us we did create enough we did score where other teams haven't even taken advantage of LA in that regard, right? So th- th- this is th- there. There can be a bigger silver lining here than just saying, "Oh, LA crapped the bed last night." Well, LA crapped the bed in a certain ex- extent last night. Turnovers. They allowed Buffalo. You're up three one in the NHL. You should be able to lock it down and not allow that. But but Could we you? see a lot of two we- goals. Come back, right? Three goals exactly. come back. So it does exactly. happen. But the best teams usually find a way ninety percent of the time to say we'll close it out. Okay, so the game is 5-3 last night. Sabres win, 5-3. So at the end of the game, I look at the reports and all of it. And, you know, one way to kind of start your report and your analysis of the game is say, okay, what were the expected goals in that game mm-hmm. last night? And you look at the numbers, and it was, or it was should even. have been. huh? Was it even? Should have been a 5-3 LA win. Yeah. Instead of it's I a 5 3. See, so, I didn't want to go too far, but I really liked Levi from the final 50 minutes. Like, you so know Levi that. saved yeah. two goals above expectation. Cam Talbot gave up two more goals than expected. Yeah. In the end, maybe that's as simple as that. My goalie outplayed their goalie. Yep. You know, but I, that's who could part argue of the that? game. Right? Right? That, that's, you know, what it, that's what it looked like. Moneypuck.com has a win o meter, right? It deserved to win o meter. Like in last night's game, LA Kings deserved to win 77% of the times. But that doesn't con- take in effect goaltending. Yeah. Goaltending is a big part of this game. Back in the Dominic Hasek A days, 
the Sabres probably deserve to lose 90% of their games, but they won a lot of them because you had the better goaltender. And Levi was the better goaltender yesterday. And, you know, defensively, the Sabres gave up glorious chances and they capitalized on their chances. Hey, tell me something we kept saying last year. Hey, we capitalize on our chances. We scored above expectation. And our goaltenders, Craig Anderson and whoever last year, made some saves and we won the game. That's the recipe here for the Sabres. But at least their defensive play has been better. It's not top 10 mm -hmm. since, you know, the start of January, but it's 12th. So mm -hmm. that's pretty good. It is. And again, if you missed it late last night, Jacob Bryson was playing And, you know, that is something that hadn't happened for the Sabres since back in the first week of November. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been predominantly playing in Rochester. He was uh, on the ice for 11 minutes last night, obviously, uh, and not surprisingly, without Matias Samuelson. Um, Darlene played 26 minutes, Power played almost 24 minutes. And that, you know, they're, they're without Eric Johnson right now, too. I thought it was a decent and, you know, uh, nice kind of rounded game by Henry Okaharu. I, I continue to yeah. think that Ryan Johnson oh. uh, just, you know, I mean, 13 and a half minutes last night, not nearly his highest, but I, I think his, um, his consistency should be lauded at a time when he's learning a lot and processing a lot. I, I, I rarely, if ever look at Ryan Johnson and think he, he somehow looks overwhelmed or out of place, which is fantastic. Um, and again, that's, That's the beauty of being such a good skater and a good puck mover well, like he is. And that's the, the key. And yeah, like because so, he'll make mistakes. But yes. what I like about Ryan Johnson is he doesn't make mistakes standing still. He's mm -hmm. never there with the puck and standing still. He's always moving. And at times he's going to get caught. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're thinking forward, moving forward mm -hmm. again, The Jack Quinn goal. Move forward. What happens? It has created separation between the defense and the forwards that were changing and allowed Quinn to score. And moving forward, as in today's show, Darren Dreger is going to be joining us to talk about a number of league-wide issues. But with Quinn specifically here and the reuniting of the Cousins-Quinn Paterka line, let's do this for a few minutes before we break for, for Darren because I think this is an area that uh, that is worth noting and, and, and worth projecting, obviously, um, as far and, – and look – How many times have we done this over the last six, seven years working together? You can only react off of, of the most recent game, right? And whether it's your hope meter sitting there more than half full, that's fine. The fact of the matter is this team is going to more than rely upon whether they're all together or all spread out through the lineup. But let's assume they're going to stay together they are going to rely on the consistent improvement of this trio when playing together. So we had a spontaneous yeah. statistical uh, sidebar the other day when talking about this trio. And I said, eh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think their five on five numbers were overwhelmingly good last year. And you looked it up for me on the fly. And sure enough, they were, you know, like, What was it? Uh, 18 goals for 24 goals against, right? At five on five. Yes. Which is fine. Two of them were rookies, right? And Dylan hadn't blossomed into a 30 goal scorer yet. So, yep. but the reason that people thought more highly of that group was because of the eye test. 
So every night they were getting more high danger chances and they were getting more of the expected goals for percentage. Well, guess what? That's still the same. Their underlying numbers are almost the same as last year, which is 56% of the expected goals for, meaning they're owning a little bit more of the play, over 58% of the high danger mm-hmm. chances. Yeah. And guess what? Now they're on the plus side. Right now there are eight goals for, six goals against. But those underlying numbers are almost identical to what they were last year when two of those players were rookies. Mm-hmm. So they create, they play well off of each other. And that's the beauty of this because there's no ceiling for these three. If it gets to a point where they really find a rhythm, uh, I'm not saying overall point totals like we saw from the Thompson line last year, but if they start trending like we saw last night, six points a game or eight points in total between the three. But even if you have nights where the three of them combine for four points, three points, four points, whatever. That means your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just read Direct their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black with 60-month special financing. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. They're on the board making a difference. It, it, it doesn't take that much to be ultimate difference makers in this league. And I think it's very exciting to see what that trio found last night. The only line for the Sabres that were in a positive when it looks at uh, shot attempts from the slot, scoring chances, they were... I uh, got it five to one at five on five. All the other lines were either equal two two or three versus eight, two versus five. So they were the, the only line that had a positive uh, turnaround when you look at it. And look, that's that's also matchup based. And sure. sometimes you're gonna have a you know you're gonna have a team a, a a a night where your top line maybe is gonna struggle. Somebody's got to pick it up. That's why we always talk about the Sabers having depth. And we talked about secondary yeah. scoring a lot last year because it was always Thompson, it was always Tuck, and then it got to be oh, let's look at Quinn Paterka Cousins, right? Then you needed more. Um, yeah, that's gonna help the scoring numbers. I talked about the scoring numbers. You're still 27th in expected goals for. Mm-hmm. Well. With a performance like last night, you know, the, the expected goals for were only at 2.8. But mm-hmm. you keep going the right direction, you're going to keep the, those numbers are going to keep uh, going in the, in the better sense. Well, you have to hope 
that after being out for an extended period, the Jeff Skinner is going to look better and better as the games yeah. continue. You know, you have to hope and expect that based on his overall production. And you and would, it's going to help. I think when that happens, probably helps uh, Tage Thompson a little well, bit, who you can the, sense frustration a little bit in his game. Uh, I can. Maybe you can't. I said you can sense, no, but I can. I mean, I, that's a really interesting point because, again, if you didn't stay up late with us last night, Tage Thompson was in-house named the game's number one star. Yeah. So I would say that whoever watched him and saw him at the level that that person saw him, they probably weren't looking at a frustrated player. They were looking at an aggressive player who was trying to make a difference even if he couldn't hit the score sheet. And when you just mentioned matchups earlier, this is the beauty of it. Because if the matchup was negate Thompson and he still agitated, got under the skin, pushed back enough that it ended up being, hey, great night for the Cousins line. Isn't that's what you're craving every night, right? So some nights the attention's going to go to the cousins line. Well, guess what? Maybe it frees up Thompson to have wow. a six point game. And then once he goes, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what I take away from the overall game last and, night. And and really last night in the game, he played against Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty most, right? He played against Phil Deneau most. And that, mm -hmm. that's a tough matchup for Tage Thompson. But the reason I'm saying um Tage has a little frustration to him is Remember, like, after he hurt his hand, missed nine games, came yes. back. He wasn't shooting the puck as much. He wasn't stick handling as much. And then I saw him in practice, and I brought it up on the show. I said, Tage was taking full one-timers in power play practice. Like, guys were, like, getting in the way, and he wasn't <laughs> holding off. Like, a lot of times you'll say, I'm not going to shoot this, and I want to hurt anybody. But he was, like, getting frustrated, and he was taking full one-timer. And then he scored on a one-timer, and you could see his shot was getting better, and he was more confident. When he took that one-timer that exploded Cam Talbot's stick yesterday, knocked his knob and stick in the corner and broken in half, that's the same feeling I got from Tage. Like, get out of my way, and I am going to put that puck through anybody. Yes. Like, there's – so there's an aggressive – nature to it but there's also a frustrating a frustrated nature to yeah. Tage that I think kind of goes hand in hand I like angry Tage I like angry Tage I just don't want him to be pouty Tage I don't want him to be you know like negative Tage I want angry Tage to be a force out there yes and with only one game between now and post break right which is a Tuesday return like there's a lot of time for a number of these players to start feeling better health-wise coming out of this. And I have to assume that the player that will benefit the most is Tage Thompson. So I, yep. I, you know, I'm looking forward to that as we are looking forward to Darren Dreger. He is coming up next here on Sabres Live. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Based on past conversations, I'm not sure our next guest stayed up to watch the conclusion of Buffalo L.A., <laughs> given, you know, his advanced age and everything and need, <laughs> need for beauty sleep. But Dregs, it's like people can't stop talking about the Sabres-Kings game, perhaps because of the team that lost yet again yeah. last night, the L.A. Kings. Yeah, and the post game in the aftermath, right, Duffer? Uh, you know, 
Drew Doughty has never been one to shy away from calling it like he sees it and telling it like it is. And the Kings veteran most definitely did that post game last night and basically accused some of his teammates of being in it for the points and not playing the right way to secure a win and, and get the Los Angeles Kings back on track. I mean, it's perplexing, not just because they, they lost last night, just the way they've been losing. And this was such a good team earlier in the year. We're looking at the Los Angeles Kings as potentially being a cup contender. And now we're kind of waiting for Rob Lake to step in and do something dramatic, you know, mm -hmm. coaching change, a significant trade, all of that. And the messaging that I'm getting from my sources in L.A. is that, they're going to stand pat from now. Management is not willing to, you know, just say, okay, Todd, you're out or, you know, make a trade for the sake of making a trade. They still believe in their group, but they need more from certain players. And all we need now is for Drew Doughty to start pointing the fingers and naming names. That's who, who are you talking about? Which players? I mean, we could speculate. Some of it is fairly obvious. I think wasn't the Dano Fiala line, weren't they on the ice for like four goals against last yeah. night? Fiala so. and uh, Trevor Moore, I think, yeah. were victimized with turnovers and yeah. uh, especially on the fourth and fifth goal. And that is where I think that the criticism yeah. is going to Pierre-Luc Dubois got criticized, right, by his coach. Hey, you, time is now. He gets a goal. But other yeah. than that, really, did he do anything? So L.A., though, this is interesting to me. $83.5 million cap, right? It's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. They are, according to Cap Friendly, $1,941 <laughs> under the cap. Like, what can they do with $1,941? I could play goal for $1,941, but that's <laughs> it. That's all you're getting right now. Nah, it's dollar in, dollar out. And, and look, that's okay if you're a team like the Edmonton Oilers or a team that legitimately is, is a, a top contending team. Um, because you can bide your time. You can wait until the prices come down or the salary cap is loosened a little bit, which is always closer to the NHL trade deadline. But at some point, something is going to have to give in Los Angeles. And look, it's not like they don't have some pieces of interest that that could help things along. Now, number one, it does start internally. You do need Pierre-Luc Dubois to engage and show like he wants to be an answer and not uh, part of the problem. And, mm -hmm. and one goal is not going to change that narrative anytime soon. Um, but I'm, I'm watching on social media and earlier this week on insider trading on TSN, I lumped two young players together in Philip Roberg, who's playing in the American league with the Edmonton mm -hmm. Oilers organization and Arthur Kaliev, who obviously doesn't play the way that Todd McClellan needs him to play because he's been healthy scratched multiple times this month. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a real good offensive piece. So the message is being sent to Kaliev. Broberg still wants out of Edmonton because he wants an opportunity to prove that he can be an effective NHL defenseman and doesn't see that fit in Edmonton. And uh, I saw McClellan was was responding to a question about Arthur Kelly of potentially being unhappy and looking for a move. And he basically said, I'm not quoting him verbatim, but hey, look, it's not like Arthur Kelly of picks up the phone and calls some guy in Toronto that says <laughs> that I want to move. No, his agent is doing that. Well, my report wasn't about Kaliev wanting out of Los Angeles. It was about a player who needs to play. And if 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 that's not within the LA Kings organization, then teams pay 
attention to that. You guys know this. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the first thing that scouts or general managers do, they look at games and then they look at opportunity. If a good player, young player has been scratched multiple times, as Arthur Kaliev has, guess what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. They're going to inquire. But look, the, the 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 messaging from Rob Blake has been consistent as well. They're not interested in moving Arthur Kaliev. Would they consider it? Yes, depending on the offer. So Cal- is kind of taking it in multiple different ways. Calio's had a tough year offensively. There's no yeah. denying that. He's been scratched five of the last seven. I would love to focus uh, lots more on L.A., but we've done a ton. But I will say this, uh, their next game, remember, this is a team that has two wins in 14. They are yeah. at Colorado, Ooh, at St. Louis, and yeah. at Nashville, who's at their heels, <laughs> as are the Blues, as far as wild card. And... Yep. It's possible, based on how last night went, that Riddick will get the next game, and maybe he gets more. But it's possible that Cam Talbot could head to the All-Star break on a 10-game losing streak or more. He's lost nine in a row right now. So who knows whether that ever opens up the goalie carousel again for L.A. It's not Stop picking on Cam Talbot. I know. I know. I'm just saying it's the facts. And I feel bad for Cam because he's going to go there, and it's like, Oh my gosh, we're talking about like a 10 game lose. Anyway, yeah. on yeah. to the next. Yeah. And that is the West, be- still staying in the West, because obviously San Jose is Mike Greer happy at the moment because yeah. the Sharks are 3 0 1 in the last four, which mm-hmm. means some of their players are playing better. Does that improve his opportunity to move some of those players and get them to where they want to go? Well, I mean, it depends who you're talking about here. Um, you could move off of a goalie if a goalie yeah. like Blackwood st- now looks yeah. hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just that's just one place yeah. in particular. But but yeah. based on how you're shaking your head, I'm thinking you don't see a lot of movable parts on that roster. Well, I do. It's it's just you know when I ask the question of of players, Blackwood being among them, the response that I get out of San Jose is, "Well, we're we're not interested in trading them at this point." Again, are we dealing in semantics here? Because we're, you know, we're still several weeks outside of the trade deadline. And maybe that just means the market isn't strong enough. But you know, in going through the rebuild, there's always that balancing game that the managers have to play. They have to keep it as competitive for as long as they can until you get to that place where the buyers and the sellers have been defined. And now you can and your fan base can live with the reality that okay, we've moved out Mackenzie Blackwood. Here's what we got back. The future looks good. I've asked about Logan Couture. You know, I yeah, I, I could see him being a, a real nice ad for lots of teams, you know, including the Ottawa Senators. He still mm-hmm. has some term left. There's question about health, of course. You know, that's going to linger with Logan. Again, the response back is he needs to play a, a string of games. He needs to to see how healthy he feels. And then maybe there's a conversation with them at that point, but nothing guaranteed. But no doubt that Mike Greer is one of the busier general managers in fielding calls, because when you look at a defined seller, you know, the bottom feeders are always in that category. Okay, so a San Jose team that's tied for last in the Western Conference right now. We talk about them. Ottawa Senators are tied for last with Columbus in the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacob Chikrin. They made the big move last year. Oh, let's get uh, a lot of teams wanted Chikrin. The Ottawa Senators got Chikrin. They got Shabbat, Sanderson, Artem Zub, Chikrin. They got a great defense. Well, it's not working this year. And now, like, Chikrin is back on the market. Like, I think they they tagged it as being ridiculous that he's in the rumor mills. But when there's smoke, there's usually fire when it comes to that. Right, Dregs? Yeah, listening, right? Um, 
And you, again, you you get into the games of wordplay and semantics when, okay, is he being shopped? Well, no, technically he's not being shopped, but teams are calling and Steve Stales has to listen. When you look at their left shot D, so you've got Sanderson, Shabbat, who are both under long-term contracts at $8 million, around $8 million. Yep. And you've got Jake Chikrin, who's going into the final year of his deal, what, 4-6? I mean, his deal is terrific. So yeah. you're you're getting an offensive defenseman if you can make the offer substantial enough where Stales can't step away from it. I've said all along, if if Jacob Chikrin is going to be traded, I believe it's going to be in the offseason. And there are many out there, analysts especially, Ray Ferraro among them, who we've talked about on the podcast, who he wonders about Thomas Shabbat. Well, look, the, the problem with Shabbat, aside from some trade protection, is that's a real tough contract to move, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in season. But Ottawa has some specific wants and they feel like they have specific needs as part of a makeover of the roster, a bit of a renovation to get this group more competitive. They're playing better of late. So, you know, the players are maybe finally listening to what Jacques Martin has been preaching since taking over that bench. But the, the whole Chikrin thing is is complicated, but there is no question that there are teams that have interest. And the other thing here too, fellas, and Marty, you touched on it. Steve Stales didn't make the Jake Chikern trade. Mm-hmm. Pierre Dorian did. So when you come in as a new management group, you don't feel any obligation or tied to a player. What mm-hmm. you're tied to is the future of the organization and the pieces you can use as assets to make that future brighter. Um. As far as I mean, Ottawa division rival. Let's let's take it back to the Sabers for a second. Yeah. I mean, they they snapped out of the doldrums of the Anaheim game to win last night. Yeah. Uh, do you are you hearing much Saber related as far as you know teams approaching them, them approaching others, and their needs or wishes at this point? No, I mean just the usual stuff, right? Um, and nothing that you guys wouldn't have heard before. And, you know, Kevin Adams will acknowledge that, you know, he's he's making his calls, he's taking his calls, but it's it's reasonably quiet, which isn't unusual for this time of year because you've got the all-star break looming, right? Um, and normally what happens is soon after the all-star break, uh, the parody is still there, but there's more of a, a willingness and appetite for clubs to to really start to to dig down. How many mm-hmm. times though do you see teams actually get a jump on the trade market? Doesn't happen very often. We have seen it. You know, it's 2 3 weeks prior to the deadline you'll see teams make moves, but specific to Buffalo, no, nothing unusual, just more of the same. I'm drag- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I saw a funny clip about your podcast with Ray Ferraro. So this or that is eating dog food or is eating people food that's prepared for dog the right way to talk about Ray Ferraro eating the turkey and peas and carrots that was made for his dog? Well, it, I mean, by definition, it's dog food, which is why I reacted the way that I did. <laughs> But clearly, you know, Ray and, and Cami Granato are in a different class when they're actually cooking the, the ground turkey, adding the peas and the carrots and everything that's needed. I mean, it sounded like a stew to me, and I probably would have eaten it as well. So I was mostly concerned with the obvious, which was, I, you know, I said, well, when was the turkey made? Yeah. And, you know, it sounded like, you know, Cammy had just kind of whipped it up earlier in the day and mm. didn't put mm. dog food on it. And Ray thought it was free game and it was so his lunch. Ray thought you spent a lot of money on dog food, but making your own dog food is way more expensive than just buying the giblets at the pet store. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like it to me, but uh, I mean, you want to talk about health conscious people, oh, yeah. Cammy, Ray, their kids, man, they are dialed right in. So uh, I'm not surprised by it, but it's a great the, story. We had some fun. Do you remember the infamous Mike Madano work stoppage dog food quote? No, oh. I don't. Uh, I'm sure it was the, uh, well, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I would think it was the 0405. Yeah. And at some point the players get a stipend, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. And Madano's quote was, I couldn't even feed my dog on this. <laughs> oh, so that, oh, yeah. Well, there, there used to be some well, spicy quotes great. going back and forth way back in the day, you know, you know, oh. starting with Chelios and Batman and then on and on. And oh, on yeah. And on. You know what I mean? So I remember uh, Robert Ash calling himself a redneck in front of Bob Goodnow. He says, how am I supposed as a redneck to tell all my redneck friends that I'm passing on $750,000. Like yeah. try to explain that. Cause he's in, yeah, you yeah. know, he calls it God's country in central New York, Utica and all of that. But he literally <laughs> stepped up and called himself a redneck, redneck. in front of the whole players association room. Yeah, the good old funny. days, man. The good old oh, days. The old, right, we, we have no the old Dragger face days. That was a little yeah. later, but that's the good old days too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's hoping no more work stoppages in the future, but real quick. What can yeah. avoid a work stoppage is more money in the coffers of the owners, which means expansion. So we don't have time to get into Utah and the no. logistics. Just give us your team nickname for Utah should they enter the NHL. Oh, geez. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I said the silver tips, like Everett oh, silver tips. Yeah. But I guess the owner of the Utah Jazz, who's the guy behind the hockey team, wanting the hockey team, he said the Yetis, the Utah oh. Yetis. Ah, uh, that sounds like the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I don't know if I'm going with that. 
I'd have to, we'll give, you week, give me a week to think that one through. I, I, we will absolutely do that. We will see you in a week. He's Darren Drager from TSN. He's our hockey insider. Thanks, Dregs. Have a great weekend. Back after this. On of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Man, there is precious little time remaining on Sabres Live. Do we have time for balloons? We always have time for balloons. How about born on this day, 1964, former Sabre OT hero from the 93 game that preceded May Day's big moment, Bob Sweeney. And obviously, I can't not mention a current NHLer. Is he a future Sabre? Happy 27th birthday, Noah Hannafin of the Calgary oh. Flames. Um, no, not a future Sabre. Noah Hannafin okay. is not. Although, that would have been, uh, again, that was the draft, right? The uh, McDavid, Eichel, Noah Hannafin draft. So, uh, I don't think we'll ever get yeah. McDavid, but maybe you wanted two out of three. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It, it, that was known as the Miko Rantanen draft. Oh. Just, just so you know. Yeah. Rantanen, by the way, the third leading scorer from that draft. McDavid first, Marner second, and future Hall of Famer Miko Rantanen in at number three. We have Shannon Goldman tomorrow on Sabres Live. We'll see you then. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.